listen up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Louisville Urban League's radio show and podcast hosted every week. We come out with this on Thursdays. You can listen to us live on the radio, WLLD 101.9 FM or 1240 AM, or you can find us anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. And now you can actually find us on YouTube as well. So please check us out, subscribe, rate us, review us, let us know what you are thinking. My name is is Lyndon Pryor, and I am now um, the interim president and CEO for the Louisville Urban League. Some people call me the voice, um, and I am just glad to be back on the pod this week. Um, there is a lot going on, uh, specifically for, for me and my colleagues here at the league, and we're just going to talk about that today. Um, so you all get to, to spend a little time in my head uh, for the next few minutes. But I appreciate you being here and pray and hope that your week has been well. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Uh, most of you have probably seen uh, the news or heard in one way or another about uh, the recent transition here at the league on Monday. Um, it was announced um, that our uh, President and CEO, uh, Dr. Price, was transitioning out of the role um, and that I had been named or appointed uh, interim president and CEO for the organization. And I know there are a lot of you who are here for the first time um, for one reason and one reason only, and that is to hear about the tea um, about what has happened and get all of it. And I can tell you with all sorts of confidence and assurance. You might as well go on and change the channel if that's why you were here, because I ain't got nothing to spill. Um, I have no more information than what has been released um, and nothing further to share. And I get uh, fully why that may be um, concerning or frustrating um, to to many of you. Um, believe me, it is not necessarily uh, a pleasant experience for for folks within the building as well. I completely understand that. But that is the situation that we are in. But let me just say um, it has been somewhat entertaining to watch uh, some of you. Uh, venture down the roads of conspiracy um, all on these internets. Uh, it has been uh, quite entertaining. I mean, some of you have gone straight flat earth um, with these conspiracies and you know, they, whether you intended or not, um, have provided a little bit of levity because uh, it is amazing uh, to see what people have put together in terms of trying to uh, figure out or or assume as to what all has gone on. And I ain't mad at you, to be very honest, because I am someone who loves a good conspiracy myself. So um, do what you do uh, and, and and keep going because they, they have provided some measure of entertainment for me uh, to sit and see those things. But as I said, there really is not much of anything more to share on that and with regards to the whys and the hows. Um, all I can do and all I've tried to do for the past 
few days um, has been to focus on the folks who are here, uh, the people who are doing this work uh, tireless each and every day, tirelessly each and every day, and working towards the mission of the Urban League and trying to transform uh, this community on behalf of Black people and making sure that they are good um, and that we are focused on moving forward and moving ahead. Look, the reality is, is that transitions are hard. Um, they're always hard, and particularly when they are unexpected. Um, they are incredibly difficult sometimes to, to manage and to navigate through. Um, and this is no different for us, but we are capable um, and ready and willing to do hard things. Um, and we have shown that as an organization um, that we are capable of doing hard things. The Urban League, the Louisville Urban League has been around for more than a hundred years now. And, and we have persevered through incredible circumstances and obstacles. And, and this is, is, is no different. This is no different in that regard. And so we are going to continue to move um, forward. We are going to continue to, to focus on the work that's at hand. Um, it has not stopped. Our doors have not closed. Our services have not paused. We are going to continue to do all that we can in order to make Louisville a better place for everyone. The other thing um, that I will share in terms of what my message has been to the team uh, that is here is that people matter. Um, you know, the folks who do this work every day, um, oftentimes who are not going to get, you know, put in the spotlight, who may not have their names in headlines or faces on television or, you know, voices in interviews. Um, they matter and not just in the sense that, you know, they have certain skills and talents and abilities that they bring to the job um, to be able to do this work. But they themselves matter, the commitment that they bring, uh, the passion, the compassion that they bring to this job um, are important and not easily replaceable. One of the things that I shared with the staff is that, you know, we are not we're not a factory. We're not an assembly line. Um, we are not building widgets. And so it is not necessarily easy to just go out and replace any one of them. Um, they all bring something special and unique um, to the various roles that they have. And it is important to me as a leader that that is honored. Um, and that's not to say um, by any measure that that we are perfect, that we are doing everything as as well or as great as we as we could. And we certainly all have room to grow. But I, I simply value and appreciate the staff that we have here at the league and the work that they have committed themselves to doing every single day um, on behalf of the people of Louisville and particularly the black people of Louisville. So with that, let me uh, take a moment and do something that's really completely unnatural to me uh, and frankly a little unnerving in a sense, and that is to talk about myself because I recognize that there are 
many people around the city who do not have a clue as to who I am or who have simply seen my face or seen my name uh, without recognizing or understanding fully who I am. And I think that is just an important part in in this new position. And so, Kim, my name is Lyndon Pryor. I am a transplant to Louisville. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, um, and grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood there um, and went on to school at uh, Texas A&M University and worked there for a while engaging with uh, students and community members and doing lots of really cool things, um, primarily on behalf of um, black students and staff and administrators there at the university and was brought to Louisville by my uh, brilliant and beautiful partner um, who obtained a job um, here about eight years ago. Um, and that is where I then landed at the Louisville Urban League. And my work here at the Urban League began um, by essentially creating our health department and designing our community health program, um, which utilizes uh, community health workers to really assist uh, participants and clients navigating the um, the various barriers that they barriers and obstacles that they may face in their life. Because what we realized is that. One, if you were coming to the Urban League in search of a job, nine times out of ten, it's not because you didn't want one, but it may be because there are multiple barriers that have prevented you from being able to find one. Um, and so we wanted to be able to address those barriers and those needs to remove those obstacles so that folks can do something like, for instance, uh, find work or in other cases, get housing um, or purchase a home or um access educational opportunities. And so our uh, navigators, our navigation program was to was designed to do just that, to be able to remove barriers um, in, in really intentional ways and to walk hand in hand with folks through that process. And from there, I mean, it's it's really grown. Um, I was fortunate to to be under the leadership of Sadiq Reynolds at the time, who who also recognized that I had other skills and abilities. And so I went on to work with um, the Zones of Hope while that grant was still active. And from there, worked with our educational team uh, for an interim period of time um, and then moved into a space of doing um, certainly communications for the organization and, and kind of a uh, spokesperson type of role in, in handling some of our policy initiatives at the time prior to us having an actual policy team um, and working on a host of different special projects along the way. And so the way I've always defined my role here at the league has been if um, there is a program that does not neatly fall uh, within one of our departments, nine times out of 10, it fell in my lap. And so I was happy to be able to take on a host of diverse uh, programs and initiatives over the time. But ultimately for me, the goal has always been and the focus has been going way back to um, my time in high school has been a focus on really trying to move 
uh, black people forward, right, into spaces of freedom, into spaces of liberation, into spaces of true equitable opportunity. And so that has been something that I have uh, always wanted to see in every space that I have lived or worked. Um, that has been something that has been at utmost importance for me. And that has been my mission focus and mission critical uh, in that regard. And so I've been honored uh, to be able to do that work uh, most fervently here uh, at the Louisville Urban League. And so that is a, a lot of, you know, the professional background that I that I have. But, you know, I'm also uh, a kid who was bust. Um, in order to, to attend his high school, I'm a kid who was moved in the eighth grade to um, a school that uh, most of the faces didn't look like me um, and where I and a lot of my uh, friends from the neighborhood were were treated quite differently uh, than our white counterparts. I am somebody who has been detained and, and pushed up against um, uh, walls by police who frankly just had nothing better to do um, than to harass some little black kids. I am somebody who has dealt with uh, depression upon entering college and not being able to find my way in place and struggling in school, but also somebody who sought out um, and fortunately received the, the counseling and support that, that I needed to be able to move through and um, and make it out. I'm somebody who has lost a parent um, to illness um, and struggled with um, assisting and in, in being an assistant caretaker uh, for loved ones over time. Uh, someone who has dealt with significant financial challenges, um, having gotten caught up in the Great Recession of, of 2008 um, and, and spiraled into lots of student loan debt and other things. And someone who has managed to figure out ways um, and been blessed to be benefited with ways to, to climb out of that. In, in various capacities. And so I say all of that to say is that I am um, in some part every bit of the folks that we serve here every single day, as are everybody else who works here. Um, and that is something important for us to, to always remember as employees um, here. But I think it's also important for folks in the community to know and remember is that we are who we serve and we always have been who we serve. And so those intersections um, are real for us. And that makes this work that much more real for us. And so um that's why it's it's important. That's why it's it's valuable um, and why it's so critical that we continue to do the work that we do in the way that we do it. And so, you know, I've been asked by people over the you know, last couple of days, um, strangely enough, about, you know, what are you going to do and what's what's going to be, you know, the direction and all of that. And the first thing that I've said is, a you know, we like 48, 72 hours into this thing. So 
that's a strange question to ask me. Um, but also, the Urban League's business is jobs, justice, education, health, and housing. And it always has been and it always will be. Now we got black business as well. Um, and so our focus has not changed. Um, we are still going to do this work. Um, we have programs and services and strategies um, that are working and that simply need to be scaled and refined um, so that we can reach and serve more people. And so that is the goal is to continue to do that um, as best as we can. The, you know, analogy I use when talking to the staff earlier this week was, um, you know, we are building a spaceship in a sense. Um, the work that we're doing, the work that we are trying to achieve, and particularly thinking about the work of a path forward for Louisville, um, it's never been done before. It's never been actually accomplished, I should say. Um, there are lots of people who are trying to get to the same thing, which is how do you build um, an equitable place for black people um, in a society in which they have been historically and systemically disenfranchised, discriminated against, and locked out of opportunity. How do you build a space out of that space that allows them to openly and equitably thrive? It hadn't been achieved yet. Um, and so we are not out here, you know, trying to win a game, win a race or or frankly, just do something that has been done before. We are really um you know, trying to go somewhere that that hasn't been done, not in this country. And I don't know that it's been done anywhere else on the planet, to be quite honest. And so this is in many regards our our moon mission or our manned trip to Mars. We're trying to go somewhere that no one else has been before. And let me be clear, like I recognize fully and because it has been part of my job for so long that there are partners and organizations all over this city who are doing the same thing, who have the same goals. Um, and that is great. And that is awesome because the more of us who are heading um, in that direction, the better off we will all ultimately be. And it has been an honor to partner um, with so many of you all out there who are doing that work. And I also recognize there are a whole bunch that we haven't partnered with, that we haven't been able to you know, work with for one reason or another. Sometimes it's just circumstance. Some of it is, you know, we just haven't met yet. And some of it is you don't want to work with us. And folks have certain feelings about the league and what that is. And so let me be as clear and transparent. Like I recognize that and I understand it. I understand where that comes from um, and, and how that might happen. And, and I'm, okay with that because I will say completely and fully, and I've said this in spaces before um, to everybody out here doing this work, um, trying to improve 
um, the lives of black people. Um, this is not uh, a competition. This is not a race for me. Um, and if it was, my honest, my honest response would be like, I hope you win. Right. Because the reality for me is, is that whoever gets there first or who's ever or more, more clear, more accurately, whoever is able to get us there first um, is going to get us to a place that is better than the place we have today. Um, and that is a win. And so I'm OK with that. Uh and, you know, I want to work together. I want to find um, places of alignment and places where we can build bridges and support one another and do great work and do good things. But where that doesn't happen, where that is not possible, that's OK, too, um, because the goal is for us all um, to get to a much better place. And so when I say we are building um a spaceship. I mean, I truly do mean that we have to have the um, ingenuity and the creativity and uh, just the idea space to think about uh, the massive scope and scale of this work. When we outline this uh, path forward strategic plan, which really only focuses on three particular areas. Um, you know, we ran the numbers and we looked at what it would cost and we, you know, we came back with a number. It's $1.1 billion to be able to do just that. And that, that alone would not solve the problem. Not at all. Um, in any one of those areas, it would make a significant dent, um, but it would not solve anything by far. And so the scope and scale of the problems that we face and the, and the disparities that exist are absolutely enormous. And so likewise, our strategies um, and our commitment and our plans have to also be humongous in response. We have to think about these things in grand terms. And so I, I've been thinking about this idea of, you know, what is it going to take, you know, the the United States or somebody else in the world to put a, a person on Mars? And, you know, they are really thinking about this in very um, large terms and it's no different for this type of work. It is just that daunting. It may seem just that impossible uh, to be able to do, but it's funny because I was just spouting this off at home and my my kids overheard and um, they simply got excited about it and it was something that really energized me um, and, and really made sense because it's true, you know, out of the mouths of babes um, comes, you know, great wisdom and creativity. And they instantly started talking about, you know, oh, we're going to build a rocket ship. You know, how big does it need to be? And we got to make sure that there's space on it for everybody. And we want to make sure that everybody has room to sleep. Everybody should have a bed. Everybody should have the food that they need or the food that they want. 
Everybody should have all of these different things. My daughter in particular was like, folks should be able to have recliners. Um, I don't know why she wants a recliner, but, uh, you know, that's what, you know, she was thinking about. But everybody needed to have a recliner. We needed to have accessible spaces because she was like, you know, there may be people who are um in wheelchairs or who have other who need other types of accommodations. And so they need to be able to access it as well. And so without them even necessarily understanding fully the analogy that I was making, um, they walked right into building something that was truly equitable for all people. And that's what this is. That's what this movement is. That's what the Urban League movement has been. That is what the Civil Rights Movement has been. Um, That is what a path forward for Louisville is. It is truly trying to find ways to build the biggest and most equitable space for everybody um, in this city. And so that's where we're headed and that's where we're doing. And I, I truly believe, um, and I've said this on previous pods, uh, and you all, I've said, you also are going to hear me say this multiple times before this is all over that, you know, Louisville is as close as anywhere that I can think of or imagine to being able to get this done. I don't believe that this is a pipe dream. I don't believe this is some sort of fantasy that can't happen. Um, I truly and genuinely believe that this city can get it done and can get it done in time, not in some far off distant land like generations from now, but can actually do it soon, relatively soon. And so it is going to be my mission and passion um, to ensure that the Urban League does its part to be able to ensure that that work happens. So that's where we are. That is where I am, you know, four days into this job. But um, I can tell you one of the things that has encouraged me, that has encouraged me thus far, um, has just been, you know, the outpouring of support. Um, And not just for me, but for the folks who work inside this building. Um, We've gotten lots of just encouraging words and texts and emails and phone calls and messages. Um, And that means a lot, right? Like I think um, for me, first and foremost, to have the support of of this team and, and the staff that was here was really, really important for me. And that was something that meant a lot to know uh, that that they supported me and were going to stand with me and behind me. But then to feel um, the love and appreciation from this community is um just that much more special because I think there are times where you don't realize or perhaps you forget um, that that you've built a network or a community in a place that you've got support. Um, you know, sometimes you can get in your own head and believe that you are on an island. Uh, but, you know, I've been shown, uh, my family's been shown over the last several days that's simply not true um that there are 
many people, um, folks who I did not even anticipate hearing from um, out there who who were ready and willing to help and support and come to uh, the aid of the league and, you know, and the work that we are doing, um, you know, with just a simple phone call or an ask. And that has meant the, the absolute most to me to, to know that um, because community is everything. Um, for all of us, we all spend um, good chunks of our life trying to find our people, um, trying to find the places where we can plug into, where we can feel safe, where we can feel supported, where we can feel loved. Um, and so it matters um, to when we know and when we find out um, that we actually have those things um, that is absolutely important. And so I am grateful to those of you um, who have reached out in in support of me and in support of the league. I appreciate it. Um, And for those who I haven't gotten to know or contact with yet, um, I look forward uh, to to forging a relationship with you all um, as well in this role. And to, you know, my colleagues here in the building um, of the Urban League, I, again, just thank you all for, for your support um, and mostly just for the work that you do um, and continue to do and have done uh, for all this time. Your work matters um, and you matter. And that is um just something that we have to all keep in mind and something that I hope that I am always conscious of and willing to remind you of where at all possible. And so Louisville, I appreciate you all. Um, I look forward to working with you all and serving you all moving forward. Again, my name is Lyndon Pryor. Interim President and CEO of the Louisville Urban League. And this is the Listen Up Podcast. You can catch us every week um, out on Thursdays, WLLV 101.9 FM or 12:40 a.m. from 12 to 12:30. Or um, you can catch us anytime online at your favorite podcast spot. Now on YouTube, be sure to look us up, rate us, review us, subscribe, tell us what you think of the podcast. I love you all. You have a great week. The Louisville Urban League Derby Gala is happening May 3rd, featuring musical guests Joe, Drew Hill, and Stokely. Listen Up listeners can win a pair of tickets to the show. All you have to do is tune in weekly to the Listen Up radio show, listen for the contest keyword, then email giveaway at lul.org with your name, phone number, and keyword. Contest runs from March 2nd through April 15th, 2023. One entry per person per episode with seven chances to win. The contest is open to adults 18 and up. 
This week's keyword is Alberta Jones. The Louisville Urban League wants to make sure that every student thrives academically. And to make that possible, the league is offering free intensive tutoring to JCPS students who qualify. Kindergarten through 12th grade students can receive expert help in reading, math, and ACT prep. Kids like me deserve every opportunity to succeed and to reach our greatest potential. Sign your student up today. To learn more, visit lul.org or call 502-585-4622.